Academia. Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. I'm Sophie. And I'm Kendra. And we have a special guest on this week. We have uh, Tenya himself. You might have seen him on Twitter. He's the cosplaying guy you've probably seen, uh, the guy who cosplays as Ida. You've probably seen a lot. He's uh, he's at uh, he's at underscore Tenya, I think, right? Or at underscore Ida. Yeah. Yes. At underscore Tenya. <laughs> at underscore Tenya. Nice. Um, and let's jump, or how, like, let's jump right into the questions, I guess. Or do I guess you want to say hi? <laughs> hi, and, and thank you for inviting me to do this. I'm really excited that uh, you thought of me. So, so um, you've seen the film a few times now. What did you think of it? So uh, I've seen it twice. Um, I saw it once dubbed and once subbed, and I really loved it. I mean, I just had a, a great time. Um, I thought that the story was exciting. I mean, it was kind of what you would expect for a movie in that it was much more um, action-driven than necessarily character development-driven, but um, it was very satisfying action. I really thought that it was great that all of the kids got a chance to really uh, show off and really contribute to what was going on, um, and it was just well-paced and exciting and also just super fun to um, watch My Hero Academia in a room full of people who were super into it. Like, the atmosphere of seeing the movie was was part of why it was so great. (laughs) It was just fun to see, like, everyone cheer when their favorite characters came on. Yes. And it was just, Eva got to shine a lot. Yes. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So I I have a friend who went to the, like, the premiere, premiere, premiere at AX, which I was like, I'm not getting up at 3 a.m. to wait in the line. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because I was also, I was working an event at AX and I kind of needed to get enough rest. But um, she was like, "You're going to like this movie. You're going to like this movie. It's good in this movie." And so I finally got to see what she meant. Nice. Uh, and you got to meet Horikoshi. Did you want to kind of tell that story on the podcast? Yeah. So that was that was awesome, and that was something like I had no idea was going to get to happen until it did. <laughs> so um, I'm still like so grateful for everyone who helped <laughs> me get to that point. Um, so basically he was at San Diego Comic-Con and, uh, which is a notoriously impossible thing to get a ticket to. Like it's one of those things that if you've gone before, then you have an in and you can sign up for a ticket earlier. But if you haven't, then it's like a feeding frenzy. And so, uh, I'm sitting here in Los Angeles going, you know, San Diego is kind of a bad drive, but it would be worth it, but there's no way I'm going to get a ticket. And so I just made some comment on Instagram. Like, I hope everyone who's there has fun. It, I'm kind of sad I'm not getting a chance to meet Horikoshi, but I hope some of you do. And uh, then it turns out one of my followers was staffing the con and um, was able, was like um, able to help me actually buy a one-day ticket after all. Wow. Oh, cool. And on Sunday. And so I went, and I actually showed up Saturday, and um, some the same friends who had seen the movie um, at the premiere premiere um, were you know waiting had, were were there to see him as well, and they they had had a camp out place in the line to get to meet him, and so um, yeah, I went in the line and um, waited in the line all night and all morning, and it turned out to be a lottery system that I you know kept going through and kept going through because I kept not picking one, and I did not end up actually picking a ticket but um so I was kind of sad but it was like you know this is fair this is fair and it's reasonable and I can be sad but like it's fair and reasonable so there's nothing wrong with this um but I was you know tweeting about my progress in the line because like what else are you going to do when you're in a line like that (laughs) yeah Uh, and I guess there are enough people who are aware of my cosplay I guess and aware (laughs) of 
my commentary that they were like, uh, there were some some people who were like, hey, come here, you know, you're that Ida. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, I jumped ahead a little, actually. Like, at first, um, so he, he also had a panel. He was on the Shonen Jump panel. And so I was able to go to that um, and listen in on that. And I got to uh, ask him a question, which was cool. I asked him oh. how Tensei was doing, because I figured I should ask that. It was, it was oh. Tensei. Day. And he said that he was not allowed to say, but that I should keep reading, which makes me oh. really excited because uh, that means we'll hopefully find out more about the Ida family, um, or at least get more updates. So I'm really excited to hear that, even though there wasn't like a specific answer. I'm excited that I got to ask. Um, what was also cool was that after that, um, so I was hanging out with a friend who was cosplaying Hatsume Mei, and we were just hanging out together, and because Mei loves to embarrass the ever-loving crap out of Ida, <laughs> um, a bunch of people were stopping us for pictures. Um, and one of them, I guess, was someone who was on the panel, and he was like, I'm going to go show this picture to Sensei. And we were like, what? <laughs> and so that was cool. And then, um, like, a minute later, um, Horikoji himself, like, peeks out from the backseat curtain that I hadn't even noticed, and points at me and gives me a thumb. And I nearly fell down. Like, I nearly <laughs> fell down right there. I will not lie. I managed to not fall down. But uh, that was that alone would have been, like, the most amazing, worth it, insane moment. Um, because he did not have to come back out and say anything. He did not have to come back out and acknowledge that. Especially since he's obviously um, pretty nervous about the crowd. So that was really, like, an enormous surprise and honor. Um <laughs> But yeah, then later, I, I, as I said, I did, uh, through other people's kindness, end up being able to get a ticket to the signing itself. And so um, I got in the line for that, and I you know, I got to actually talk to him more. And I, I, I realized I was probably, like, blathering like an idiot because I was excited. Like, I wrote a note, too, about, like, I wanted to say what, his char- what this character and what his work means to me and has done for me. Because, um, like, my life and fandom has been very profoundly influenced by his work and by Ida specifically. Um, and so I wanted to tell him that. And I realized I should have, like, given him the note and, like, let him talk more. But I was just like, ah! Um, ah. And, but uh, what was also cool is he was... Uh, so I, I think you've seen in my, my cosplay photos that I have the, the engines. Like, I do mm-hmm. them. He was, like, super astonished by them. Like, he was visibly pretty amazed by them and so he uh we had this sort of wordless exchange where he's just like looking at it and looking at him and then so it's like yeah if you want to poke it you can poke it. <laughs> 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 you he poked my leg engine <laughs> um but it was a really like it was an amazing thing and that whole day like just getting to talk to someone whose work has meant so much to me was really honor a real honor and really awesome and also just the fandom atmosphere there like there was none of the, like, nonsense and discourse and stuff that flows around social media. Like, everyone there was clearly so excited and so grateful and so honored to have this opportunity. And it was just the most, like, positive fan experience. People in line were sharing their stories of how they got to know um, My Hero Academia. And they, they were just, it was afterwards, people were like, hey, what did you talk about? Like, it was really just, I mean, it was so wonderful to... Like, I cannot believe I got to talk to him and meet him, especially at his first convention experience ever. Um, But then just the whole mood of the entire day was just so positive and supportive and awesome. And I will treasure that day forever. Yeah, it might be like a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, really. Almost certainly. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Oh, how can other how can other conventions live up to that one now? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 there were a lot of people away. that convention that were 
like they just it's a very different feeling convention from a lot of the other ones I've been to. So they're all like I've had others that were awesome in different ways, but that was just like that was almost not even like that's kind of a class by itself at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You've said how much uh, My Hero Academia means to you, but how did you get into it? How did you find out about it? (laughs) So this one. um, So, I I mean, I've been going to conventions for a while and cosplaying for a while. But um, at this with with My Hero Academia specifically, I had several friends completely independently of one another. Mm -hmm. And this was like during season one or like right around the end of season one. Several friends who I don't think know each other, but all know Mm -hmm. me. Come up to me and go, I think you should watch this because you are in it. (laughs) 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 This was like three different people, at least, that didn't know each other, um, but knew me. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to watch this. So I started watching it, I think, right um, shortly after season one ended. Um, So that was before it exploded in popularity. Like it was, there were like, I remember even um, in, so this was 20. 16. Um, and so even I remember in 2017 at Fanime, which is a pretty big convention, um, there was no official My Hero gathering. It was a very small group. There were just a handful of cosplayers, and this was at the very beginning of season two. So I got to, like, watch the fandom explode. But, uh, yeah, I got into it because... People were like, hey, you're in it. And I was like, well, then. And um, when I started watching, I was like, yeah, I, I see. A lot of, I see some... I see what you mean. Um, but then it was really, it was really though in season two when we started to see, um, his more self-critical side, like when we started to see his, um, his more negative behaviors that it was just like, oh crap, he is me. Um, because it's one thing to relate to a character's positive points and to be, um, to, to want to see the best parts of them in you. But it's another thing when all of their bad behaviors also line up with yours. Um, but yeah. yeah. So Ida is literally why I got into this. I mean, I think I would have enjoyed it very, very much, even if he weren't in it, because there are so many wonderful characters um, with so many facets. It's a really, I mean, I, I tend to enjoy the really um, character-driven things, um, and because, you know, the superhero thing, superhero school has been done to death, but it's the way it's approached here that's so awesome. I think I would have gotten it into, into it anyway, but uh, Ida was absolutely the catalyst. Nice. And you kind of already answered it, but, like, what drew you to Ida in the first place? Like, what do you, like, or what do you most like about him? I know you talked, like, you kind of really relate to him. Yeah, he's he's kind of like a direct personal attack on me. Like, there are so (laughs) many does that are, like, so specific (laughs) that it's like, how did Horikoshi know that about me? Uh, But it's, uh, again, like, I'm, I mean, he's definitely, I'm, I'm drawn to him because he's, relatable because I was that awkward nerdy kid. I was like loudly nerdy. I I am <laughs> still um you know, I'm very intense. I've had people tell me that I was initially intimidating because I'm so intense, but then they realized that was really nice and I hope that's actually true. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's the uh definitely the way he comes across. Um also a lot of his things like his body language like Obviously, we're on audio call, but you trust me when I say I am actually moving my hands a lot when I talk, which is the thing that I didn't know that I did until I started cosplaying him, because then people were like, oh, your hand movements are so in character. And I was like, my what? <laughs> do you do um, the robot? 
I, I, I definitely move my hands like he does. So it was like his mannerisms, like the things that interested him, like him, you know, his, his drive to always exceed his own example and to live up to things. Um, he's always trying to live up to his impression of what he's supposed to be. And that can be both admirable and detrimental. And those are both issues I have in my own life. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely like, it's, he's, you know, this it was also nice to see someone who's a lot like me be like a warmly accepted member of the class and not be teased. Like I was when I was in school, but um, again, it was really like, I enjoyed him. But the thing that again, really made it make me have this impression of like, Oh crap, he's me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the stuff in season two, first with the sports festival, like the thing where he's trying so hard and he comes in third and he calls his mom and goes, I lost. Aww. And I'm like, oh, that's me. I do that. Like, I sometimes have a very black and white sense of what I need to do. And I feel like if I have not performed well enough, then it's my fault. And it's not like, oh, that person beat me because they were just better. It's no, I didn't do enough. It's like, I lost. And then also... um the stain fight, like that. Obviously, I've never been in a like vengeful, murderous rage, but the more, the more <laughs> of like having something go wrong and internalizing it to a point where you start spiraling out of rationality and get into this like self-destructive, negative state where you lose track of what's reasonable and rational. And he's someone who's normally a very rational, cautious person, and he gets into this complete disaster spiral but then when he catches himself from that he realizes how badly he screwed up and gets into this apology spiral that also can be kind of self-destructive and so those are that sequence was very difficult for me to watch because i saw a lot of my own worst behaviors like laid bare on the screen Mm -hmm. um so he's he's really i I know this is i'm talking a lot and i know that's another thing um but it's uh, That's why we had you on. That's the point. This is interview you. It's it's one of those things where it's just like the more I see of him, the more um, the more uncanny it is. The things that are similar, and so I'm just like, it's kind of it's kind of like watching myself in another universe, and to the point where he's actually been a way I can reflect on and put words to my own behaviors. He's actually been helpful for me understanding myself and trying to mitigate some of my own bad behaviors. So that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful for him existing <laughs> is, is that, yeah. Would you, would you take up his mantle of saving other people um, from Minetta? <laughs> oh boy, Minetta's that's, so that... No, if I were in a situation with a Minetta, yeah. I would freaking shut him down. He's disgusting. Um, he has, and he's not a well-written character either. Yeah, like, he's boring. Like, I mean, you can have a, a character, like if he were just as disgusting and horny, but actually had more facets to his personality, it might not be so repugnant, mm-hmm. but that's the only thing he is. I would absolutely take up that Minetta shutdown squad mantle, no question. <laughs> yeah, that is another great thing about Ada. He saves everyone from Minetta. <laughs> there's there's, the, there's him and Saro and Suyu are like the, the uh, Minetta shutdown squad. <laughs> yeah, I would someday love to have like that cosplay group and there's just like I mean, that a dummy wrapped up in tape or something. <laughs> oh, I, I, someone needs to do that. Cause I was like, I haven't seen that many mean, I've seen like one or two mean that cosplayers. And even I've, like, no, no shame on them. Like they want to cosplay as him. Go ahead. I've Fine. seen a couple, but like, I think it would be more fun to have that group of like, like, I'll be the Ida, find a Saro, find a you, and then, like, make a dummy Mineta, so we don't actually have to be dragging some person. Yeah. Out. <laughs> like, I think their con experience kind of suck. Yeah. 
You've done quite a few other um, cosplays. What draws you to the other characters? Do you see yourself in them as well, or? You mean from other series, or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I cosplay characters. I cosplay things for a number of reasons. It's like I tend to pick, you know, characters that I like, um, and sometimes it's because they're really relatable, or sometimes just because I love how they interact with others, or I think they're really funny. Um, so, and sometimes, though, like. As I do more cosplays and get to know more people in the community, I'll have friends who want to do a group, and they'll be like, hey, do you want to be this character, or do you want to be in this group? And I'll be like, yeah, because being in a group with you is fun. Um, so for things like I recently was in a, a Final Fantasy XV group, and I have not played that, but um, I have a lot of my really good friends have, and they were like, we really want you to be Ignis, and they made me a PowerPoint about why I should be Ignis, and I was like, I can't <laughs> Um, so sometimes it's things like that. Sometimes, like, I've done a lot of haiku characters, um, and some of them were, uh, because there was a group that needed this character, um, and some of them were just, like, I love this character and, uh, want to cosplay them. So, like, um, for the sake of, like, Ushijima from Haiku is one I cosplay a lot, and he is definitely, I find him kind of relatable in his intensity and his focus on his main interest and his, uh, awkwardness. Um, I, I actually, like, I was into Haikyuu before I was into My Hero, and I was like, oh, Ushijima is really relatable. And then I encountered Ida, and I was like, oh, wow, no, this is relatable. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, or, like, characters like also Aone from Haikyuu, yeah. who is um, very self-conscious and awkward. And I think I've actually, through cosplay, moved on from some of that, and I'm not as self-conscious as I used to be. But, uh, you know, so sometimes I pick characters that I see myself in. Sometimes I just pick characters that I love. Like, I did... Uh, Sokka from um, Avatar: The Last Airbender a while ago. <gasps> you did? I did. I didn't I'm find that. Back at some. I haven't. Put, that was before I was on Twitter, so I don't think oh, I have okay. posted. I'd love to bring him back. Like I don't think he's particularly relatable to me, but I love him. <laughs> he's he's mm. wonderful. Oh, um, I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep my eyes out for that because I do love Sokka a lot, and I love your Ushi or Ushijima one yeah. a lot too. And Aoyama. Planning to do a couple of characters from Golden Kamui, um, just ones that I like. So. Nice. Oh, yeah, see, like, you've done, uh, oh, I lost what I wrote down. You've done Sakamoto a few times, and you've done Ogata, right? Um, I did Sugimoto, yeah. Um, Ogata, I'm probably not gonna actually formally cosplay. I was just like, let's test this. Someone suggested it, and then I will, but, um, I'm definitely gonna actually properly do Sugimoto, and, uh, probably also, uh, Tsukishima, who will be a lot more present in season two, um, for those who watch the anime but haven't read the manga. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. Like, I, I see, uh, your scar work and stuff is amazing. Like, I've tried to make a fake nose once and just, like, failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- with, uh, definitely, um, with uh, Ogata's are, are easier than than Sugimoto's because they're mm-hmm. not on a your face that moves as much. But like yeah. I had when I uh, did my stupid Southern California Sugimoto version, that, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I had some trouble with the with the scar stuff actually cracking because it was on parts oh. of my face that moved too much. So I got to work uh-huh. on that. <laughs> that's yeah. it's new. That's a new thing. But I always try to learn something new um, technique wise with every cosplay I do. So it's mm-hmm. uh, I'm learning. So even if it didn't work, I'm learning. Uh, what first got you into cosplaying? Or, like, how long have you been cosplaying? Um, let's see. Well, the first convention I went to was in, like, 2013. Um, and then in 2014 is when I started to get more into the convention scene, because I got to know some friends. Um, and I was on an Attack on Titan panel at a con, oh. and so that was a group of friends that we, uh, 
we did a like in character panel and so uh and so like oh wait things like this are fun and now I know more people that do this and uh, so I still actually a lot of the people from that group are the ones that made the PowerPoint about why I should be Ignis. <laughs> um, people I cosplay with they also do my hero um, they do a bunch of stuff um, but I just I've always liked making stuff and I've always liked dressing up so it's a really good combination of. Um, crafting and dressing up it's like a halloween has always been my favorite holiday although what's funny is now that i cosplay it's like like i used to look forward to halloween like all year totally look forward to halloween but it's like less of a thing now that i wear costumes a lot more (laughs) but uh it's uh i've just always liked that i always like the chance sometimes fun to just like not be yourself in your own life for a day Or, and it's sometimes fun it's it's to to get to portray a character that you love so much or that's so meaningful to you so there's a there's a lot of things or I have to ask what character were you in the attack on Titan one Marco oh nice <laughs> yeah that was Marco because um, you I, think I, have, I know I know I haven't put that on Twitter because that was a long time ago but I think there's some of those way back on my Instagram nice oh. And because you've been doing it for so long now, how long does it take you to make a cosplay compared to when you first started? It completely depends on what it is. Um, it, de- it completely depends on the complexity and whether I'm using techniques that I've used before or whether I'm doing something new. Um, so, yeah, some things like... Um, it also depends on like how much of it is stuff I'm modifying versus making from scratch. So, like, Ida's hero suit took mm-hmm. a very long time for a number of reasons one that you can't like you have to make all of that from scratch and I was learning a whole bunch of techniques and learning a whole bunch of materials and I had a very specific idea of what I wanted the finish to look like and so there was a whole lot of like learning curve in addition to a whole lot of pieces and a whole lot of detailing and it took a very very long time uh, but I'm sure if I were to do something like that again it would go faster because I now know the techniques um, it would probably still long time um for things that are like um like when i did the i I recently remade the ua gym uniform like the ua gym uniform was my first my hero cosplay that i made um and uh i recently remade it because once i found out i was going to comic-con i was like well i can't meet horikoshi in this thing that looks like crap (laughs) so i like i gotta remake it and so i remade it and um and remade it in like a day (laughs) And so uh, it definitely depends. I mean, there have definitely also been some times, though, where this has turned around and uh, kicked me in the butt. Like, after I made the armor, I was like, oh, man, yeah, this other thing I'm going to do is just sewing. It's going to be really quick. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's, sewing's actually hard, and I'm being an idiot. Um, and so uh, the resulting version of that, I still wore it a fanime, and it looks, like, okay in pictures, mm-hmm. but I want to remake it better. Ah, uh, yeah, sewing's, sewing's hard. I tried to do a vest for Luffy once. And, like, I had to resew the buttons way too many times. Uh, I was just going to say, was um, sewing, the co- uh, sewing that costume the most difficult thing you've made? Or was it possibly his uh, the calf muscles, the engine? Um, they're just really different. Mm-hmm. Like, they're different. Just, like, I don't even yeah. know <laughs> if it's comparable because they're so different. Like, how long did it take to make the calf muscles part? Like, do you have, like, something now, like, set aside that you can just reuse that and, like, spirit glue it on or something? So I, I'm, I'm, what I've been telling everyone is I'm not, I don't want to get into, like, too much about okay. how I'm, because I'm keeping that my suspension of disbelief thing. 
Oh, uh, sure, that makes sense. That's my, that's my, like, how do, you've never seen me without engines on my legs, have you? you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that is once it's, uh, I mean, the, the uh, initial setup for that, the initial part, like, there's definitely some time and upkeep and maintenance every time I do it, mm. but uh, the initial making of stage took the longest. Yeah. We'll respect your privacy, your magician yeah, secrets. I'm keeping yeah. that one my secret. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> What's your best um, experience cosplaying been? Oh, that's hard. Again, like meeting Horikoshi while dressed as his character and having him be kind of amazed is really incredible. <laughs> uh, certainly. Um, AX this year, Anime Expo this year, it was really awesome because uh, Crunchyroll had a My Hero Academia host club thing, and so I was Ida for that, and so I got to be Ida at people for, like, several hours, three days in a row, and that was, like, with a whole bunch of, you know, other characters, and we just got to interact in character with each other and with the guests, and that was really, really fun. And um, since then, I've had a number of people, like, say, oh, yeah, I remember you from that, or, like, you were, like, I, uh, when I was at the English dub movie premiere a couple weeks ago, there was someone who interviewed me there who was like, yeah, I went to that, and I hadn't seen the show at the time, but now that I've seen it, it's like, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a number of people tell me that they remembered me from that, which was amazing. Um, so that was really awesome. Um, but just some stuff, you know, but often it's just like stuff with friend groups, like at Anime Expo the previous year, um, back when Haikyuu was still really huge, um, I had two entire teams. So we were, we were Dateko one day and Shirotoriko another day, and we had like everyone and just walking. <gasps> And people go like, oh my gosh, it's the entire team. <laughs> Ten feet without getting stopped. And that was amazing. Like, there's a number of different things that are amazing. But some of them are even, like, more personal. Like, the first time I put on the hero suit. Or the first time that I um, put the engines on my legs. Like, oh my gosh, this thing worked. Mm-hmm. And it's done, and I'm wearing it. <laughs> yeah. What's, like, you're the worst part of cosplaying, do you find? Um, or like the kind of the counterpoint to that, but and I'm a perfectionist. I'm very much mm. a perfectionist, and I'm very self-critical. Um, and so I'm constantly like, did I do this well enough? What could I like? I constantly tend to see the things I want to do better rather than the things I did well. And so sometimes it'd be self-perpetuating. Like I, you know, with the hero suit, I finished it and I wore it to some conventions in January. But then I'm like, you know, there's things about this that aren't good enough for me. And so then I put, like, another solid month of work into it to get it more where I wanted. Um, so a lot of it is just, like, I I guess at some point need to go, like, I need to stop and move on. But I always want to keep tweaking and making better. I'm actually on version two of the engines now. Um, uh, but they're uh, also um, just the amount, of, again, because I'm a perfectionist and because I... Uh, want to do the best I possibly can. The amount of time that I put into things is, it's a, it takes a lot of time. And so I keep telling myself like this, I'm not going to con crunch this time. And then I always end mm-hmm. up con crunching. And it is not the best thing for maintaining super healthy <laughs> sleep habits. Yeah. And then, it, you know, sometimes, I, you know, Fanime this year, I was, I con crunched maybe a little too hard and I was tired the entire time. I still had a great oh. time, but I was tired the entire time. Um, and so just the, that's definitely the difficult thing is, is, you know, 
I guess one of the most difficult things for me is, is you know, keeping on top of what I'm doing, but also uh, making sure that I sleep. Like, I know mm-hmm. like, not super concentrated on a specific thing. I'm actually quite good about going to bed at a consistent time. But, like, if mm-hmm. I'm working on something really hard, I will lose track of what time it is. And then I look up and it's two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely there's also, like, especially with things like the armor, um, there's, there's all kinds of ways you can accidentally hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Play. And I've done a number of things, but uh, oh, it just makes me think of like before Ida got his winter, like when he got his winter outfit. Someone's like, "Oh yeah, are you? Are you, are you wait? Are you up to date with the manga?" I am. Um, okay, good. Because <laughs> at one point, someone's like, "Oh, like how'd you put up with that in the summer?" And I could imagine like some oh, of the cause just sweat. <laughs> oh yes. Um, so first of all, I was I was actually that panel like was one of my favorite things ever um, because I noticed his outfit did not change from summer. yeah. It's the same, yeah. um, because as someone who has worn that in summer, it's hot. Uh, so Anime Expo this year, we had, like, one of the hottest heat waves in L.A. in a long mm. time. It was um, 100 and, well, it, it hit 109 downtown, um, although that day I was wearing the school uniform, at least. But then uh, I had committed a, a while back to being in a hero suit group, and I didn't mm. want to like, not do that, because it sounded fun, and it was with fun people, and I wanted to do it. But it was still 106 that day. Oh, wow. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not good at like Celsiusing this in my head. I was trying to think of what that is. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna think like it's basically something. <laughs> yeah, it's forty something. It was blazing hot, and I'm in this armor, and so I stayed inside as much as I could. But no, it's really hot. I mean, I drank a lot of water, and I was fine. Yeah. But it, like, there are some of the photos from that that like they're really nicely set up photos, but it's like you can tell I'm just dripping sweat. <laughs> It's like I feel a little bad because, like, the photographer did awesome work, but it's just I look so sweaty. <laughs> I bet your eyebrows were still on point, though. That's such a, that's such a great flick that you get at the end there. I mean, I, I use so much makeup sealer. It's like I can sweat and sweat and sweat and not lose my makeup. But, um, but uh, I'm glad you like the eyebrows. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> Every time I look, I'm like, oh, I always convince myself that they're, like, actually your eyebrows. Good. I mean, they're not, but oh, yeah, I mean, exactly. what, most of it, except for the hook on the end, actually is. Yeah. Like, all I have to do is, like, make them blue and draw that extra line. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like, it's honestly really good. And, like, I know I'm looking at one of your uh, Instagram pictures and, like, the fake scars you did, like, the arm scar. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, like, one of my favorite ones because it just it feels very real. Yeah, I wanted to, like, I know most of the stuff that I do is, is more lighthearted and funny, but it's just, like, he got the crap stabbed out of him and there was also oh. like a, an Edo week with some prompts and one of them was I believe scars and I uh, was like well I have to <laughs> oh, I do love your answer to the um, when we asked what the worst, worst part of cosplay is because even though you said it's that you work too hard that's that's still really a good thing so it's a very, very Edo way of looking at looking at a negative and or like looking at something positive and making it a, a negative. Because he, I guess, where, like I, when he get when he gets um, bad marks, he's like, great, but they've told me how to improve. Oh yeah, no, that's so important. Like, that's why like when I get form letter rejections from anything, it makes me angry. It's like, what am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. Uh, like at least tell me why you rejected me. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's next in the pipeline for you? Like, do you, do you have any or that you can share for like Ida ideas or future cosplays? 
Yeah, so um, my next Ida that I'm definitely doing, well, you saw you saw I did the movie outfit, right? Yes, yeah. Um, the next Ida I'm doing is the Halloween Ida, the Frankenstein one. I'm, I'm oh. doing shoot on the 14th, which I'm excited nice. about. Um, but that one is going to be, I mean, I, I mostly like thrifted stuff because I wanted stuff that kind of looked pretty destroyed already. So I'm going to just destroy it more. Um, and I pretty much just have to make the, uh, need to sew some patches on and make his little electrode things, I guess. Um, and, uh, I guess make some boot covers, but, uh, that's going to be not a lot because it's mostly just shredding pre-existing clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I, I guess I've, uh, I guess I might as well go ahead and say I'm going to do the fantasy version. I'm going to do the night Eater <gasps> because I guess I, 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 I mean, I love him enough to do two sets of armor for the same character. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, that'll be amazing. A, a different approach. Like, with the hero suit, I really wanted to make, like, look like a shiny new car. Like, it was mm-hmm. going for being like a car, and I wanted to make it look shiny and pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the for this one, I'm going to make it look weathered and battle damaged. And it's, so it's going to be a very different finishing process, and I think it's going to be fun. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, in terms of, and so I'm sure that's going to be a while. Like, I'm planning to have that, hopefully, for ALA which is in early January. Um, in terms of not Ida, um, the next things are going to be Golden Kamui things, but I'm still mm-hmm. not sure if I'm going to uh, finish uh, Sugimoto or Tsukishima first. Um, they have some, like, they have the same hat, they have the same pants, they have the same boots, but mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the top is different. Do you have any advice for cosplay beginners? Um, just have fun with it. Like, honestly, the point of this is to have fun portraying a character that you enjoy. Like, I know I just said I'm a perfectionist, and I'm obsessed with details, and I worry myself over not being good enough, but you don't have to do that to yourself. Like, the point of cosplay is to dress up as a character that you like. And so, like, don't worry about not being perfect. Don't worry about, like, you know, finding exactly, you know, the completely correct thing even if it breaks your budget like do things that it's not going to like especially if you're just getting started and you don't necessarily know if this is something you're going to want to keep doing like just make sure you're having fun because if you're not having fun at the beginning then you're it's never going to be fun probably so you know start with things that are going to be you know low stress and high payback, like pick a favorite character, buy a uniform, whatever, and then you're just start making things that are smaller to learn techniques and then start doing bigger things as you get better at the techniques. Like don't start in a way that you're going to be stressed from the beginning. Like if you start off in a high stress situation, it's only going to get worse. It's about having fun. Mm. Uh, What do you hope to see from Ida in the future, like in the manga? Well, he hasn't been very central lately. Um, Mm. I've Always glad to see him when we see him. I'm hoping he will have more uh, central role in the plot again sometime mm-hmm. soon. Um, again, my, my hearing Horikoshi's comment about Tensei uh, gives me hope that there will be, maybe be some more uh, Ida family-centric stuff at some point. But again, I'm hoping to see more of him, uh, not just because seeing him makes me happy, but because, again, I think one of the biggest strengths of My Hero Academia is the character writing, is the mm-hmm. character of these kids as they go through a really difficult training program and also villains um, and learning to grow into um, the people they want to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I really hope that we see more of that because um, it would kind of be a shame if his arc was over in his first year, you know. Yeah, like Stain was, the Stain arc was his really time to shine, but like give him, hopefully he gets some other ones where it'll be like very Eda-centric because he's like one of the main guys really. 
Yeah, but and and he's been there. Like you know, in the in the Bakugo rescue arc, he was important. You know, mm-hmm. he's been doing things, but like lately, it's been less and less. And I just, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to criticize. I mean, the, yeah. the story written the way the story is written, but as a deeply biased person, I would love to see him get more spotlight again. We will get to see him in the next fight. He's in the next group, isn't he, against <gasps> 1B? That's yes. what I, I was trying to think of which fight he was in, but oh, sorry, go ahead. Or I, I interrupted you, sorry. Oh, I just said I was excited about that. Yay. Yeah. Who's he, I, I don't, who's he fighting against, though? I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah, offhand. I don't though. remember off the top of my head. I'm actually trying to Google that at the moment because <laughs> I was thinking that. Because future cosplay opportunities may, like, no, I'm sorry to suggest things, but it, it might be cool, like, if people do eventually cosplay as, I don't know. I'm always down for, like, I would love to do a, a photo shoot of that once we know what it actually is. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure in the fight that comes up, he will have a, a pivotal role in, yeah. Uh, yeah, in organizing what their plan is. I think we've already seen him actually getting people together to, create their plan and draw things up so it'll be interesting to see the ideas he comes up with and his hilarious responses yes i'm excited and especially since he's working with some people he's not used to working with as much so it'll be good to see more interactions i think that's the end of the end okay is there anything else you wanted to say while we're here um i feel like i said a whole lot of things and you probably have a lot of material already yeah um, but I just, I just thank you again for, uh, thinking to invite me and uh, for having such great questions and for being so interested in what I have to say. It's really, I'm really honored, I guess, to have such a place in the fandom that people want to hear what I have to say. It's really cool. So thank uh, you. Yeah. You're uh, the thank- first play- cosplayer we've had on, so we're very happy to have you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can follow, uh, Tenya at, at underscore Tenya on Twitter. Check him out. <laughs> Do you want to say your um, Instagram handle as well? Yeah, my Instagram is tenya.cos. Oh. That's well. But it's, they're generally the same pictures, just not quite posted at the same time. Mm. Can people nice. find you anywhere else, or is it just Twitter and Instagram? Uh, are those are the main two. I don't use Facebook. Um, maybe I should, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very sporadically active on Tumblr. So if you want to see what I'm doing cosplay-wise, it's uh, if you just care about the pictures, follow the Instagram. Mm. If you also want to see me talk about things, uh, follow the Twitter. Mm. Oh, what's the next con you're going to? Uh, probably Anime LA, which is the second weekend of January. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, I was originally thinking about uh, LA Comic Con, but then I have a conflict that weekend, so it's mm. looking like my con season is actually over for a couple months, but that's good, because I need to make this suit of armor. So, yeah, a lot <laughs> of the time to prep. Stuff. Uh, we look forward to it, and thank you so much for coming on. This is my hero, Okay, now we're into the new segment. We have Ash with us now. Say hi, Ash. Hey. And also Sophie, who was in the previous segment. Hello. Okay. My Hero Academia will be featured in the Bones 20th Anniversary Arts Exhibit. It'll be displaying original art from the anime. Uh, the It'll be part of the second half of the exhibit. It'll run from the 14th to the 25th of November. And it's going to be at the Tokyo Anime Center 
at DNB Plaza in Tokyo. So if you're in Tokyo, you're in- very lucky, and I'm jealous of you. Uh, two heroes ranked in the top ten for animated movies, and it made five million dollars, which is incredible. And wow. it's also, yeah, it's still available on additional dates from October fourth and sixth in the U.S. So that's over now for the U.S. But Canada has an October fifth to eleventh. Oh wow, nice. So uh, I'm not gonna see it a third time. It was good, but <laughs> it's funny out of my pocket. Yeah. And also, it's coming to the U.K. right in December. What? Did I say Surprising news. I said you something. I'm sorry, I might have had one of my turbulent shifts. Um, But I'll I'll double check. But if it is, I'll get to see it. I mean, it's quite a few months late, but... (laughs) I don't know how to find it, but it's coming to the UK in December-ish, I think. I'm not sure. I can't find it now. Oh, and volume 15 of the manga is out in English. It came out October 2nd, so sorry I missed that in the previous episode. And we're getting season four again. Yay, we still don't know when. Yay. And that's it for the news segment. Let's move on to the manga. So this is My Hero Academia chapter 201 entitled Foresight. Um, So we're starting off... This first page just really made me laugh straight away. I don't know why. But just the, oh, come on, the cannon. I think I think last episode I said she'd make a gun. So I'm technically right. Yeah. She's made a cannon before, hasn't she? But this one, it's like she's just expanding on her cannons. It's so heavy duty. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it looks almost photorealistic. I do love her reaction. Like, come on, a cannon? Out of all the things, a massive cannon. <laughs> Well, I think I also said you'd make a nuke, so I think I had way too <laughs> um, And Yuyao Zoro just saying, it takes quite a bit of time to create something so big. And she looks so proud of herself. But yeah, I've got, I've made a cannon out my boob. <laughs> look, look at her leg. Like, when she makes the cannon, her leg is, like, to the side. It does not yeah. look like a natural position for a leg. No, it looks a little bit wonky. Yeah. Do you hear she's, like, using a lot of her body weight? But still, like, her leg looks yeah. broken. She's having a baby five moment. <laughs> True. <laughs> I basically think she's having a baby. <laughs> well, that's bigger than a baby. <laughs> so on to the next page, and we see a very amazed Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. Tetsu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just saying, she could kill someone with that thing. Um, and then I think it's welding chat behind, being like, this girl loves cannons, huh? <laughs> He's not even that amazed. He's just like, she really loves cannons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Kendo's thinking, no, it has to be a bluff. <laughs> Go, wait, the wall, maybe? And then we see Yozuro, instead of shooting at her her friend and peer, she's, no, she's turning the cannon around to aim for the wall, saying, apologies for frightening you. And just sort of swips her out of the way. And then Kendra's saying, this is one out of control plan. Right at the moment of impact. That's when I grow my fists. Double jumbo fist. Mm-hmm. And we can see, is she just hitting the cannon? I think so. Yeah. It looks like she's like punching it uh, with both her fists at the same time. To try and like, I don't know, monarch it off course maybe. Yeah. But to no avail. And it still erupts. No, cannons fire. They don't <laughs> erupt. They're not bots. 
A big boob. <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed. They should have left out one of the O's, and then, like, the circle of the explosion could have been... Oh, yeah, it could have been one of them, yeah. I guess it still kind of is, because it's, like, spaced out. Yeah, because, I mean, it's got it's got three zeros anyway. Yeah, zeros? Kinda, like, that's the fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's an extendo boom. Yeah. <laughs> After this, she looks very exhausted, and Kendo's just... I don't know what that face is. She's she's annoyed at herself. Grimacing. Yeah. And she's thinking, you're not trying to blow it up, launching something over instead. We get a thought bubble. The moment this turned into a brawl, your type of fight, I knew that I didn't stand a chance by myself. However, (laughs) do you want to do the the help? Oh, yeah. Oh, sex good! Oh, the help! I like how we can just tell straight away that it's Aoyama because of the, <laughs> the fancy font. And then we see, is it Tokoyami? Yeah, yeah it is Tokoyami. Yeah. There's a note there saying that uh, Can't Stop Twinkling is Aoyama's hero name, which I totally forgot. Uh, it's too long. He needs to change it. Just be like Twinkle or something. Yeah. I'm so... I wasn't sure. I kept second-guessing it just because I was like, why? It doesn't seem like it suits Tokoyami to be just be shouting out, Cannot stop twinkling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why does it just say Aoyama? Because they're their heroes at the moment, right? Like they they they're like in everyone's been using their hero names. At the end, they don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Tokiyami and Aoyama don't get along well enough for them to be on to be on name terms. I think Aoyama's just like edgelordy enough to like have to use hero names, where he's like <laughs> he's trying to sound cool, but there's no way you can say can't stop twinkling cool. No. <laughs> Um, and he's running after... Fanta Black. Fanta Black. He's running after Fanta Black. <laughs> but, oh, no, he, he, he can't keep running that much because he's covered in mushrooms. <laughs> he's like, stupid fungi, just stop. <laughs> um, and then he gets hit with some sound, some Japanese sound effects in the back saying, zoom and boing. <laughs> it knocks him off course and he crashes into the wall. And he bumps into... <laughs> Our invisible girl just covered even more in mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And she's just feeling sorry for herself. She's she's not even trying to get rid of them now. She's just standing with her hands limply down, just saying, <laughs> That'd be so gross. I don't really know why they're all so disgusted by the mushrooms, especially since they've already been told that they'll go away soon. They, they don't know that. Only the people who are watching know that. Yeah. Uh, still, though, they could really... I would eat them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of a Hannibal episode where one of the things was like someone would used to like kill someone and then like the corpses they used to like fertilize and grow mushrooms. So ever since then I've kind of just had like a body horror thing for mushrooms. Like if mushrooms started growing on me, I think I'd freak out. Ooh. Maybe they've all watched the same thing as you, Ash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, while she's standing there feeling sorry for herself, Tokiyami's just like, invisible girl! <laughs> and he's starting to grow more more mushrooms. And, so, um, and he's thinking, Yayozuru's been isolated as well. They hide and employ siege tactics meant to slowly squeeze the fight out of us. They're strong. Obnoxiously so. <laughs> that background, even though it's not too much, it looks really beautiful, all the mushrooms. Mm, very cool. Mm-hmm. on the next page we have our human mushroom mm-hmm. so Tokiyami's thinking Komori, Fukudashi 
Kuro. Kuro Euro, I think is. Kuro Euro. Or you just call him Kuro. Kuro Euro. Kuro Euro. If we can't lose these three. But no, she's got a quite sadistic face on. She's just saying, shroom, shroom. <laughs> you know, Tamang saying, oh, oh, my throat's starting to hurt. <laughs> of all the side effects that we've seen of quirks, a sore throat is the most minute. <laughs> well, like, you'd have to just bleeds if he uses too much of his hair. Like, that's, yeah. I'm like, just keep going if you bleed. I don't, I don't know. That's not. <laughs> The thing about that is it's a head wound, and head wounds bleed a lot. Oh. Yeah, if you see someone that's injured their head, they've usually always got a lot, a lot of blood, and it can be just the most minute cut, but they really weep. Doesn't mean, like, you don't have to worry about it, or you, I guess you don't want to lose blood because of blood loss? Um, I mean, you you still need to worry about any bleeding. But, yeah, uh-huh. you, can, so you can't always really tell how big it is just from looking. Mm-hmm. But... A sore throat. Mm. <laughs> Imagine everyone's complaining about things like our arms like, oh, if I go too hard, I'll poop myself. And he's like, well, my throat tickles a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but we carry on from Tokiyami and what he was thinking for when he said, if we can't lose these three, then this battle is already over. <laughs> um, but he doesn't look that taken aback. He's just kind of standing there shocked while he gets covered in more mushrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking that wasn't one of Fukudashi's. It came from behind the wall. Yo-yo's a rope. He's thinking about the large boom. However, oh, I have read this really badly. I should have just kept reading the small font and then it's gone right. with the however, together we can win this. All right, so he grabs Invisible Girl with Dark Shadow and he starts <laughs> flying up. It's like, Dark Shadow's a gotcha. And then um, manga panel face and Mushroom Girl looking at him. He jumps up and grabs Yayo Rozo's lucky bag. <laughs> I love how it's actually got the name on the outside. Cute. Yeah, and he's just like, grab. Or he's like, all right, these are? He's like, hey, Komori. He's like, huh, speak up. He's like, uh, I caught um, uh, Ioma. He's like, good going. That's our Kuro Iro. You Now you must, must go get the other two. <laughs> It's like, hmm, that's our Kuro Iro. It's like, they still can't pin our locations down, so I'll keep up my shroomerific attack. <laughs> Loving these mushroom puns that uh, Caleb's tossed in here. And he's like, uh, sure. He's like, hey, Komori, he's like, you sure, you sure they don't know where we are? He's like, because it looks like he's heading our way. And then you see Dark <laughs> Shadow coming in. And he's got, like, boom, you zoom in on his face, and he's got these awesome-looking goggles on. He's like, thermal mm. goggles. Everything's clear when peering through these. Gaze long into the abyss, and the abyss <laughs> gazes back. <laughs> oh, Ed, I love him. It always has to be an edgelord. I love it. <laughs> he's like, lucky bag. What good fortune. He's like, I've got it. And, oh, Mushroom Girl, has she pulled the mushrooms off herself, or is it just, like, disappearing? I think I thought it might be Invisible Girl, or it's Dark Shadow saying it. Yeah, I no, I'm just like, like I'm just looking at her, like, all the mushrooms, like, she's not covered in as many mushrooms, so I'm wondering if she's, like, it's disappeared, or it's just, like, he's been pulling it off as he's flying. I don't know, because later in the next panel after that, she has a lot of mushrooms. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a weird Why? one. Yeah. 
And he's like, these are like fidget, fidget, rustle, rustle. It's like goggles and ethanol, an antifungal spray. It's like, judging from the goggles design, those are meant for you, Tokoyami. And he's like, her words couldn't reach us, but the message was loud and clear. And he flashes back to Momo going, remain calm, everyone, we need to re- regroup. Back there, Yayorozo was already planning this. And he's like, whoa, Tokoyami zooming straight at Komori? The like, coming for you, too. I thought it was weird how you Class B guys didn't have shrooms growing all over you. And then you have a loom in the background. Like, must have sterilized yourselves, right? Like, with your positions revealed, you're in my crosshairs. And there's no hiding from the coming storm. (laughs) And then he does a really, really awesome fighting pose. And he says, as Hawks would say, speed beats power. Oh, and that's just so incredibly badass. So badass. And he goes, Abyssal Black Body Sabbath! And he, like, spins around. I think he does, like, an awesome spin-around swipe attack. And he knocks it. He hits both of them in the stomach. And she yells out, Kumo, Kumo, Eerie! And he thinks, too fast. Better, better, yeah, too fast. Better find some black to hide in. Are you looking for something black? And he's like, enjoy my cape! <laughs> And he's like, ooh. And then he, so, oh, and uh, this is uh, Kumuyo saying, get her, Fumi Cage. And <laughs> I don't know who's talking there. I think it's still Tokoyami. Or is that Dark Shadow telling him I, I got her? I think it's um, Dark Shadow because he's, yeah. he's giving her his angsty capture hug. <laughs> I guess Fumikage is Tokoyami's name. Yeah. Yeah. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Vanta Black, when he's rolled up like that, looks kind of like, you know, the Pokemon Hunter? Oh, yeah. With his eyes like that. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just saw where he was. I thought <laughs> I thought he was wrapped up. It's Toad Girl. To, uh, to, Dark Shadow is Toad Girl. And, uh, oh, Mushroom Girl. Why? She's not Toad. Mushroom Girl. <laughs> I blame Mario. Uh, oh, he does the Hunter. So why is he? Oh, he's, oh, he's saying got her, not get her. Sorry. With these two immobilized, there's little to fear. Let's make up. Let's make for the cage and <coughs> and he's like, Fumokage? And she goes, "Sorry, I kept those under wraps because they're not as cute. But if we're able to, if we're about to lose, then I guess I have no other option." <coughs> he's like, she's like killing him. He's like, my what? My windpipe. Split Gale shrooms attack the lungs. And I guess, is she growing mushrooms in his lungs, or is it something going in his, like, spores are going in? Um, I think to obstruct his airway so that it makes him cough, it would need to be in his throat. But I like how upset Dark Shadow looks. Yeah, he's really worried. It's like, I guess he hasn't really seen him, like, falter before. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get Mo, Mo, ah, jerk guy going, so, Hero isn't much of a fighter. She is one to fear. He should have knocked her out cold. But Tokoyami didn't take this training seriously enough. And we get Invisible Girl going, Hiya! What? And he's like, what's going on? I can't see her. She's going, yeah! Is how, like, strong is she? She's just, like, wailing at him? Or is she just, like, ah, like, she can get good punches in. I'm picturing her doing the very stereotypical girl fight of just the multiple quick slaps just (laughs) (laughs) i know and like she needs to be able to like turn her costume invisible and just have like an invisible gun or something she needs to be absalom who i hate but she can be absalom (laughs) 
it's just kind of funny having like a mostly blank page with like grit and she's saying gotta take down fukudashi quick and go help the others i'm worried about tokoyami momo yo what that's not momo's name <laughs> No, it's because I think it's Momo Yaorozo, so she's just kind of combining both their first and last name together. Cute. She's like, Momo Yao too. <laughs> Invisible is invincible! It's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> and, but she gets grabbed. How? She, I guess she could tell where he wants to try the gloves, because the gloves are not useful. And he goes, gah! And he's like, ow! She says, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> goes to this little girl. Kendo! I'm saved! Wait, what's that? Don't worry, she's out cold, but she pulled a fast one on me and tied me to her cannon. It's kind of hard to get around with this. And she just has, like, <laughs> almost, like, wrapped her up and just, like, attached a giant cannon to her. I don't know how she's pulling her along, because there's no wheels on that cannon. Just to drag her. Yeah, she must be, like, super powerful, just, like, using her heavy arm to, like, just pull her along. I wish she was using her big hands to literally just claw yeah. her way to yeah. trying to see where her other hand I think her whole like other hand is pinned. Yeah, so she must have she must have done what she said so I mean like just use her big hand to just like claw her way all the way forward and then stopped. Yeah. As she says, with everything she created, she had such amazing foresight. So this doesn't really feel like I beat her. And foresight makes me think of Sir. And says yeah. <coughs> <coughs> And like, Fumukage, Tokoyami's still dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, they haven't saved him. And says, you had to resort to that, huh, Kumuriro? Didn't have much choice. And we get Tetsu 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 saying, Kendo lives up to her rap! And Toku, ah, Todoroki, I hope, I just hope she doesn't lose heart over this. And Midnight's shuddering going, Yaoyorozu will make a fine leader someday. She showed that plus ultra spirit in all sorts of ways out there. And clang, and we see them all in jail. Did they even bother throwing Momo in jail? No. <laughs> What's the point of going for... They've already won. What's the point of dragging her cannon in there? Plus, Kendo would be in there as well. But actually, yeah. no, she looks like she's unraveled there. Yeah, where's Momo? Aoyama, Tokoyami, and I see hair. I guess that's Momo? Oh, yeah, you must be right. Yeah, that might be. Yeah. But why is she, like, just hair? Where's her body? Uh, she's unconscious, isn't she? So maybe they just... She they her body? They off on the cannon and left her to sleep in the cage. But, but she doesn't have a body. Because Aoyama's against the wall. Like, she's just hair. Not if she's slumped in... If she's... Yeah, she's got quite big hair. So if she's slumped in, like, a little... Like a hedgehog yeah. pose. Ah, uh, okay. It's still kind of weird. And where's... <laughs> where's the little girl? We should see her gloves. <laughs> I'm okay, actually. I think I'm okay. I think beside Oyama, there might be a hand. She'd taken her gloves up, gloves off, hadn't she? Because when we see her fighting manga, there's no gloves there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So she really is invisible. Oh, She's so how? I guess Kendo just kind of deduced where she was because like someone's saying they're being attacked. It has to be the invisible person. You can tell when someone's being attacked by the way their body reacts because if you're being attacked by the front, your body's gonna be moving backwards away, but if you're being attacked by the back, you're going to be turning around to try and get them. So she'd, I think she'd quite easily be able to deduce where she was. You'd also, but if she's hitting him, you'd be able to see, like, on his body and his clothes that she was hitting from the front. Mm. But the second match is over, and now it's time. We have one win for Class A and one win for Class B. 
Uh, let's go around it. How did you guys feel about the chapter? Uh, we'll go in order of who read what. So, uh, Sophie? I just had a quick question. Mm. Where Tokoyami got Yeozuro's lucky bag, if he was to create a, a lucky bag, what do you think in his edgelordy ways he would name it? <laughs> uh, bag of Misfortune. Yeah, I was going to think something like Eternal Abyss or something like that. Yeah. Bag of Dark Surprises. Yes. <laughs> It definitely wouldn't be something that would make you think, oh, what luck I've got this. <laughs> It'd be like plagues or something. Plagues? Yes, just plagues. Oh, he's gone all murderous. I really liked it. I'm I'm quite glad that um, Team what, team uh, 1A didn't win this one because um, it was set up so much that, that they would last week. But I guess that's just, that's just what Horikoshi does. Maybe... The next match or the last one, he'll set it up and it'll look like they're going to win. And we'll be like, oh, no, they won't. It'll be the other team and then he'll <laughs> fool us all. Yeah. Um, I really liked it, but it was obviously mostly focused on Tokiyami and Momo. And the, oh, I can't even see any of Aoyama's face in this. Aww. My beautiful Aoyama. Let's see. Can we see him when he's screaming? We just saw the fancy, help. Oh, yeah. But I liked I liked the um, mushroom. We were led to believe when we, the few times we initially saw her before that she was very shy and quite quiet and withdrawn, but she's actually quite sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Kuroiro who's shy-ish. Yeah, that's kind of the... He's only been shy around her, though, hasn't she? So I think I've seen a few people speculating that he's got a thing for the mushrooms. He's got a thing <laughs> for the shrooms. Yep. Because he stammers as well, doesn't he? He says, I, I, I yeah. caught him at Aoyama. He's got he a little goes, bit of a stutter back. when he's talking to her. Yeah. And even when, and he seems quite um, unsure when he goes to just talk to her about something else. But, no, I really liked it. I think it wrapped up the this fight very quickly, but it did it in a way that was still impressive. And, I mean, Yaro's are open creating that bag with everything in it like the antifungal spray the goggles really quick thinking i don't know how she created the cannon and then she created the bag and then she created the separate components inside the bag yeah she just i, uh, I want I, i'm interested in seeing what the teacher's reactions will be that she needs that maybe that she needs to think more of herself than her team sometimes she basically sacrificed herself for her team, and it failed. Yeah, yeah. or maybe, because it looks like even after she first produced the cannon, she was kind of on the verge of fainting because she's exerted herself so much. But then that makes sense, because if she's she creates everything out of her the lipids from what she eats, mm. and it's not like she has that many, like, she's, she's not a big girl. So mm. if she creates all this, it's going to just drain all her energy out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, or Ash, how did you feel about this chapter? Or Sophie, do you have any more? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like When I first read through this chapter, it felt a little bit shorter than normal for whatever reason, even though there was, you know, 13 pages, like all double spreads. It just felt a lot shorter. And my biggest complaint will still be like, as you pointed out, you know, it takes uh, Momo a lot of energy to create like, all this invention she does, like, the cannons and, like, the goggles and everything, and she creates it out of her fat. 
So I don't know why she's not drawn like thicker or why she doesn't kind of build up, you know, her fat reserves before a fight. Because if your limitation is you can only create as items based on how much fat you have, you'd think she'd be a little bit on the heftier side so she could make, you know, more things during battle and she would have, like, more energy. But I guess maybe we'll get an explanation for that someday. Like, maybe the teachers will talk to her about it. But uh, other than that, it was good to, again, kind of see her taking a leadership role. Because I think the last time we saw her do something like this was back when uh, she and Todoroki were fighting Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see, you know, the girls finally getting some development again. I hope we get more of that going forward. Like, I love this, but it felt like too little, and I want to see more going forward. Mm-hmm. But... I'm kind of glad Class 1B won this one because I've always been kind of like sidelined up until this point. So to see that, you know, they are progressing in their own way, even though if they haven't been fighting villains and haven't been put into crisis, they're still as capable as 1A, I think was a good thing to see. Mm-hmm. When you said about her, um, if she was uh, heftier, yeah. I can't, I wonder if those, they were using excuse like because she's um she's young her metabolism's quicker. But ah. If they do, oh, I hope yeah, we maybe. see them in the future. And her metabolism when she like she goes over five is just really starting to slow down, and she yeah. puts a lot of weight on. But then when she <laughs> uses her attack, she slows down like that gum. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think so. You think she looked more like emaciated after she used like a lot of her lipids yeah, to make this? Yeah, like it doesn't it seem like she. Yeah, she doesn't look like she gets, like, any thinner or skinnier after using all the fat. It's just like she gets really, really tired after using her powers, and I'm like, I don't think it would work like that. Yeah, it is kind of weird. To be, it bothers me a bit. But, like, overall, I like this chapter. When I first read it, I was so mad that Momo lost. Like, yeah. and I couldn't really see anything else. But then after, like, I thought about it a bit, and I was like, okay, like, Class B gets a chance to shine, and, like, Momo did basically outthink them. It's that she just, like, her teeth, like, she didn't quite go far enough. And basically, like, I really am curious what the teachers will say and if they'll yeah. praise Momo or if they'll say that she, like, she miscalculated by, like, she put too much on her team and, like... Because she also, like, tried to slow her down as much as she can, but it's not a time limit. Like, yeah. she's still going to make it there. So I think, like, I, I really am curious what the teachers will say. And also, next week... Oh no! Wait, yeah. Next week might is I think Tetsu Tet Tetsu 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 and E versus Ida and some other people. Bakugo. Bakugo. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's gonna be a curious thing if Bakugo can work on a team. Oh, I'm sure yeah. Ida will be able to whip him into shape. He <laughs> <laughs> can try. But uh, yeah, I, I am curious if we're going to get to see some of that Bakugo character development we've heard so much about and seen like a bit of. So. Let's see what he does. I don't want him to be like, I'm just going to be meek and he still has to like fight the other people. But if, let's see if he doesn't just, if, does he just charge in? Like, does he actually use his smarts? They've already um, created a, Ida already, I think we saw a chapter before last was getting them, get, getting them together to try and come up with a plan. Hmm. So I think if he had any um, will to go off and do his own thing when they were going through the plan, he'd be like, nope, this sounds terrible. And then maybe mm-hmm. they could change it down rather than, you know, leaving it for him to just run off. I can't remember who else is on the who else else is on that team. Um, Kirishima is on the team, isn't he? Oh no, he's not. We no, he's him. not. Oh, uh, 
No, I can't remember. I'm just thinking of the people that haven't been in, but I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually looking it up right now. So the next team is uh, Ojiro, which is Tail Guy, Todoroki. Uh, the one with that can grow the body parts whose name eludes me right now. And Shoji. Shoji. Shoji and then uh, Ida. And then on class B, it's the foreign exchange student girl with the horns. Pony. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> some guy with a metal mask on. Uh, the one we saw this chapter that was commenting about how Momo really loves cannons. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then Tetsu, 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 Tetsu is on that team as well. Yay! I think to look back and go, is it in the next round? No, he's on the round after that. He's stuck with uh, Jiro, uh, is it Seto, the tape guy? Zero, yeah. Zero. And then uh, Mr. Sugar Rush, whose name I also forgot. Oh, uh, so, so he's got none three more groups. Yay! Yeah. Well, he's not really friends with either. That'll be really interesting because none of those people real. I guess I hope uh, Tape Guy gets to like tell him off a bit. Is yeah. He, is he part of the Baku Squad? I think he is. I think he was. Didn't he run off with? Wasn't no? He stayed with uh, Deku during the the whole provisional license exam. I don't know if he's part of the Bakugo Squad or not. We did see him mock uh, Bakugo's hair when he came back from the internship. Yes, I yeah. I want to see him like put Bakugo in his place. That's what I want. <laughs> or actually, I want Bakugo will probably take the leadership role, so it'll be cool to see him do that without going overboard, hopefully. Yeah, no, that'd be interesting, because he's always been kind of like a loner who's like, I'll do this with my own power. So if he does take the leadership role for his group, it'll be interesting to see him kind of try to delegate responsibilities to the rest of the group. And listen to other people, too. Like, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully. That'll be cool. Uh, Like, overall, like, I, like, rereading this chapter, I liked it a lot more. And we get some awesome shots of Momo. Yes. Like, the last shot where she's, like, sleeping, I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. <laughs> but then I'm, I'm docking points for her just being a blob of hair in the last yeah. panel. But so what what would you rate it? I'll give it three, or hmm, four mushrooms in your throat out of five mushrooms in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> that still kills you, <laughs> but maybe you can make it to a hospital in time. I think I'd only give it three mushrooms in my throat. <laughs> I'll take the uh, mushrooms from you too. I don't, I want you to be able to breathe well. Yeah, I think I'd give it three and a half mushrooms. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Yeah, like, I still like, yeah, I might give it a bit lower, but eh, it was still, like, really enjoyable, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested in the breakdown of it next chapter. Yeah, I wonder if it's because it, a lot of, um, Horikoshi's chapters end on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're, what, if that's why there isn't, I, like as much excitement about the next one, mm-hmm. but they, he wrapped it up really nicely and well there. Uh, so we're rounding out now. Uh, before we go, we just want to make sure we had a, a, the first half. We had an interview with the the Ida Co- with the Ida cosplayer. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at underscore Tanya, and he's also on Instagram at Tanya dot cos. Or I think you might be able to yes Tanya dot cos. Uh, he's really awesome. Check him out. Yeah, it's definitely since he's teased us with more future great cosplays, it sounds yeah. like. The fantasy Ida makes me really happy. And I want to find his Sokka cosplay. 
Ash, where can we find you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at King Cocoa Butter. And I think that's about it. The only social media platform I really have is Twitter. So you everything. You have a Tumblr too. I do have a Tumblr. I'm not posting on there as much anymore. I tried to, because I have a bunch of One Piece thread, Twitter threads I'm putting out hopefully today. And I put out a vote on Twitter asking, you know, it's going to be over 2,000 words, so I just put it as a Tumblr post. But everyone seems to prefer having it on Twitter, so I'm going to be spamming my feed tonight <laughs> with a whole lot of threads. So I look forward to it. <laughs> but if people want to find your editorials, they can find them on the One Piece podcast website as well, can't they? Yeah. Yes, they can. Yeah, I'm pretty much the only one that's been writing uh, recently, so the last, I think, four editorials at least are mine. So if you just scroll down on the main page uh, down to the editorial section, if you want to just uh, click on my name there, you'll find all the editorials I've previously written. I put out one last week called The Road to Hell is Paved with Good Intentions. Mm -hmm. So if you want to give that a read, I promise it's a good one. And it's all about Whole Cake Island and Sanji's character arc. And I am pretty much the only one on here, I think, that has a radically different opinion from most other fans. So hey, give it a read and see if you like it or not. That's a really edgelord title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, if I'm, I spend about 90% of my time when I'm actually writing an editorial thinking of the perfect <laughs> title for it and the other 10% nice. actually writing it, so... It's a good title. <laughs> <laughs> I spent far too long trying to think of appropriate titles for all my work. It's <laughs> Oh, okay, I forgot. Speaking of uh, editorials and long stuff, we had someone, I think we forgot to say when we were recording, someone sent us an awesome email, and we're going to get to it next week, because the next week we don't have, we just have the manga, and I don't think we, we don't have anything else scheduled, so we'll read that off as well. Uh, and... Uh, they also sent us some art, but we're just going to double-check to see if we can share it or not. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Sniper of My Heart. And I actually signed up for the One Piece uh, Big Bang fan fiction thing, so I need to write, like, 10,000 words, or, like, 15,000 <laughs> words. So this the, oh, the, wow. the longest fic I've ever done is, like, 13,000. So this is going to be fun. If you just see me, like, <laughs> screaming on Twitter, it's because I can't write words. <laughs> wow. And where can we find you, Sophie? <laughs> Good luck for that, Kendra. Thank you. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Chopper's Antlers, but you can find the podcast on Twitter at MHAPod. You can go on our website, www.mhapod. We're also on um, Reddit and Tumblr, or you could email us at myheropod at gmail.com. Send us emails. The only other email we got was from Liam. He's awesome. He said to draw more, and then I proceeded not to draw. <laughs> Sorry, Liam. I do bad, bad Photoshop. <laughs> and that's all, folks. Da, da, da. Oh, no. Don't forget to go beyond Plus, Plus Ultra. Ultra. That was the worst one yet. I give you guys zero <laughs> deadly mushrooms. This is my